Welcome back to Hoss Fight. My name is DC Matthews at the DC Matthews. Uh, welcome to the threes. The threes. Oh my goodness, we've made it to the threes. 48 wrestlers are left. By the end of this episode, 16 of them will be ranked, and only 32 will remain. What a crazy world! We live in. What a crazy world we live in. You know, I struggle. Hold on, I'm randomizing ranges here. I struggle with time. And I mean that in a lot of different ways. Uh, I record these episodes ahead of time, often far too long ahead of time, as evidenced by the fact that I re recorded a bunch of these episodes after recording some last August. But I'm recording this on a Friday. I've been in my uh, house for about seven minutes. Uh, my wife, because she is an amazing person, was like, I had a good day. I feel like doing a lot of cooking right now. And when that happens, I make myself scarce. And so I said, well, if you're going to do that, I'm going to hoss fight it up. So here I am. And, you know, I'm checking Twitter. And... I want to talk about what happened because we record DDT on Wednesdays. So the events that happen on Fridays are often never talked about. Uh, but I know this episode's not going to come out until maybe next Wednesday. Is it May the 4th? I think it is. I think it's May the 4th be with you. Uh, we are having for school lunch that day Chewbacca chicken with Vader taters, uh, lightsaber veggies, and a Yodelicious dessert, which I thought was pretty clever. I don't know what any of that is. Um, this has nothing to do with Hoss Fight. Uh, I am seeing from the Twitterverse that Dakota Kai and potentially Malcolm, let's do this right, like Austin Creed, Malcolm Bivens uh, have been released. Um, and I would assume more names will be on the way. Uh, as I said, they are not... Um, those are not hosses. Uh, it's weird. It's weird, it's weird, it's weird. Okay, so I'm looking now. I do follow Sean Ross Sapp from Fightful.com. Some people like him, some people don't. I'm never going to give him money, but his tweets are interesting at least. Actually, I don't follow him. I just look him up sometimes. Uh, Malcolm Bivens was asked to re-sign in February and made it clear he didn't want to do so. So that, of course, changes things. The problem with seeing a name trending and then or seeing a, oh, good, Trevor Bauer got suspended for two years. That's excellent. Stop paying him money. Um the fact with seeing a name or seeing just a statement that Dakota Kai has been released, we don't know the details. We didn't know the details of uh, Malcolm Bivens. And so the fact that he wanted to be released, clearly, uh, good. I'm glad he did. Uh, let's see. Oh, most of Diamond Mine is gone. Now I'm just looking. 
uh, Malcolm Bivens, Dakota Kai has been released. NXT releases are coming. So I will assume that there will be more of these, possibly even by the time I finish recording this episode. Um, WWE is wanting, they want to put out a certain type of product. And as good a wrestler as Dakota Kai is, and she's pretty good. I won't say she's great, but she's pretty good. Um, she's not that type of product. The four horsewomen are going to wind up being the outliers. Because they're the ones that are amazing right now, but that's not who we're going to get. We're n- I, we may never get another person like Sasha Banks. I don't know that we'll ever get anyone like Bailey. Um, and I think that was the the easiest way. I booked this in my booking to WrestleMania. You could have brought up Dakota Kai at the height of Braddy Bailey um, and had her be the heel sort of sidekick. You could have also brought her up when they were both babyfaces, but that was the time to do it, and they already have Bailey, so why do they need Dakota? Um, very talented, not necessary. Uh, and Malcolm Bivens, they have their manager in L.A. Knight, who looks better in a tight t-shirt suit sort of thing. Um, I think there's a place for Malcolm Bivens. I'm bummed. But again, he chose to leave. I I said this for years at this point. At this point, they should say at the NXT level, at the UK level, on, on the Raw and SmackDown level, with minimal exceptions, if you don't want to be here, there's the door. They should have released Mustafa Ali. The issue is he asked for it. You don't tweet about it. If he had asked for his release, he probably would have gotten release. But he tweeted about it and made a big deal about it, and they probably felt the need to say something. And by say something, keep him under contract. Um, If people want to go, let him go. If Cesaro wanted to go, let him go. If Samoa Joe wanted to go, let him go. Daniel Bryan wanted to go, let him go. They're all amazing. That's not the point. You want people who want to be there and who fit the mold of what they're trying to do. If Finn Balor doesn't want to be there, they should let him go. I think he wants to be there. I think he's happy to get paid the amount he's paid and work the amount he works. And there's nothing wrong with that. And we shouldn't fault people for being happy making WWE money, working a WWE schedule, even if they're not a megastar. All right. I will keep an eye on the releases as we go. Um, so that if anything happens, we will, uh, we will break some news here on Haas Fight. But let's get back to what we came here to do. And we came here to do um, a Haas Fight. And it's the threes. And it's the threes, it's the threes, it's the threes. Uh, huge names. And they deserve our time and attention. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm not going to look at Twitter. I'm actually going to close Twitter. I won't look at Twitter till after the first round. Then I'll check. And we'll check every, you know, 10 minutes or so. We'll do a little looky-loo. 
Uh, 16 names have been placed. These are the people that came in third. They've been redacted. There are some huge names in here. Um, only one can win this part of the bracket. The first name, The Rock. That tells you what we're dealing with here. The first name is The Rock. Maybe a future president. I said on a recent episode of DDT, he's the one where somebody asked if you could be any wrestler. I presumed past or present. How do you not want to be The Rock? You make huge amounts of money. You are one of the most recognizable people in the world. Now, maybe you don't want fame, which is fine. Um, yeah, The Rock. Way hossier now than he ever was back in the day, worth mentioning. And he is taking on Hacksaw Jim Duggan, or Dugan, as they call him in Mid-South, and it irritates me every single time. Every single time they call him Jim Dugan, it irritates me. And the funny thing is, if that's the first time, maybe that's how he pronounces his name. I assume it's not, because otherwise they would have kept calling him that. I assume it's just a Bill Watts thing. But maybe he actually does call himself Dugan and they made it Duggan. I don't know. This is a hard one because obviously, career-wise, there's no, there's no bow to doubt it. There's no question who wins. It's The Rock. Um, and I think in terms of a bar fight, there's no question that you don't take The Rock. I don't think The Rock's going to get in a lot of bar fights because he's The Rock. But if he had to, I'm sure he'd do fine. But I want Jim Duggan, hands down. Um, I think J Jim Duggan is probably the better hoss than The Rock. I questioned whether or not to even put The Rock in this tournament. Uh, I did because A, he's Samoan, and B, he's The Rock. But is he? Does he? did he ever really wrestle like a hoss? You know, he's one of those kind of high hoes. He's one of those hosses in height only. Yeah, he's a tall, big football player, but he never struck me as being a super tough guy. I just talked myself into giving the win to Jim Duggan. Jim Duggan wins. I love The Rock, don't get me wrong, but this is not that kind of tournament. Like, it's not who had the most successful career. Brody Lee... Dearly departed Brody Lee, not Brian Lee, taking on Junkyard Dog. I, I think we have to say kind of the same thing. Brody Lee, obviously a very tough guy, especially when you consider the circumstances surrounding his passing. Uh, I can't, when you know, I don't want to get onto a huge tangent about this. But when you are told that you are going to die and you have X number of time. Like, we all know it's going to happen, but it's hard to imagine knowing you have a, a timetable. Um, so obviously he has to be a tough guy to deal with that. And Luke Harper, very much a hoss in my book. But he's not Black Superman. And I can't think of any particular reason why I'd give Brody Lee the win Maybe he'll beat The Rock, but the Junkyard Dog wins, and we get a Mid-South battle through and through in the quarterfinal, uh, Jim Duggan versus Junkyard Dog. 
<laughs> Welcome to the threes, my friends. Welcome to the threes. Ken Shamrock taking on Mike Awesome. Two non-80s wrestlers, two 90s wrestlers, in fact. Um, so I'm working on other stuff, as naturally I do. And I'm realizing that Ken Shamrock uh, six foot one. His build weight. So this is the weird thing. This is the weird thing with cage match. So he was billed at weighing 245 pounds. And I would imagine that in his WWF prime, that's probably accurate. He probably weighed 245. He's now billed at being 212 pounds, which would hypothetically qualify him um, as a lightweight cruiserweight. I don't know why anyone would be interested in who qualified for that. <laughs> but he technically qualifies as a cruiserweight now. And yet he's in Hoss Fight. And I do think he belongs in Hoss Fight. But it's just interesting that... You know, again, I'm referring to 90s Hoss fight. Mike Awesome, clearly a Hoss in every definition that matters to me. Big guy who can fly and move like a cruiserweight despite being a super heavyweight. Um, Ken Shamrock's probably better in a bar fight with the MMA training. But I'm going to say, A, because he's technically at this point a cruiserweight, and B... Again, no doubt he's tough, but he doesn't, similar to The Rock. The more I drink the key lime seltzer, the more I'm okay with it. Um, I'm giving it to Mike Awesome. I think I'm giving it to Mike Awesome. I don't know that Mike Awesome will advance much further than this. I don't know who his opponent is yet. But he doesn't strike me as being someone closer to 32. He be, strikes me as being someone closer to kind of the middles. Let's see. Keith Lee. We got two Lees in this bracket. We got Keith Lee and Brody Lee. Keith Lee is taking on. <laughs> oh, man. This match would be great. This match would be fantastic. Uh, Keith Lee is taking on Terry Bam Bam Gordy. Yeah. Um. Keith Lee is no doubt a hoss. Big, big dude. Very graceful. Wrestles wonderfully well. Enjoy him immensely. Does this match last five minutes? Six minutes before Bam Bam uh, hits the Asiatic spike or whatever other move he feels like doing and pins Keith Lee? Probably. Probably. I don't think it goes past six or seven minutes. Uh, I gotta give it to Terry Gordy. I have to. Uh, so Mike Awesome versus Terry Gordy. Another great Haas fight. Uh, but that's another quarterfinal matchup. <laughs> we had this conversation, I think, in our last episode. Um, talking about the difference between 80s Hosses. There's something about that decade specifically. Where there was a certain group of Hosses 
a lot of them in that Mid-South territory uh, that just personify the term. Maybe in 20 years we'll look back on our Keith Lees and our Brody Lees and, uh, and, and as a different kind of hoss, maybe we'll have a different kind of name for him. But Keith Lee is a hoss, no doubt. But yeah, that's as close to a squash as you're going to get. Jacob Fatu, the first person to finish number one. Uh, we did a little tinkering there. I think a three is generous, honestly. Jacob Fatu taking on Road Warrior Hawk. Now, we saw Road Warrior Animal in our last one. He finished third. Um, truthfully, is he hossier than Hawk? Size-wise, sure. Um, you can make your argument there. Hawk had the star power, I think, over Animal. That match would be great. Hawk and Jacob Fatu would be great. Jacob Fatu is no doubt a hoss, but the issue is we can't grade potential. And I think he's still involved in MLW in some way, but we expected him at his prime MLW champion reign, that big long reign where I was into MLW. Um, he's running Contra. You expect him to show up in either WWE or more likely AEW or Impact. or and It's just not happening. And at some point, you know, when you're the biggest hoss in the sixth or seventh biggest promotion in America, how hossy are you really? Uh, we got to give it to Hawk. Got to give it to Hawk. So we have Junkyard Dog, Hacksaw Jim Duggan, Terry Gordy, Mike Awesome, and Hawk. What a quarterfinal so far. Finley. He loves to fight. Finley's going to do well. I probably should have put Regal in here in some way, but what are you going to do? Finley. Oh, man. I would pay. I don't have my wallet on me, but I got at least 40 bucks in there. I'd pay for this match. Finley versus Masato Tanaka. Get out of the way. <laughs> I see those two people in the bar. They don't even have to fight. I'm leaving. I'm just like, you know what? Whatever's going to happen here is I don't want to be a part of it. Um, it's not going to end well. And Finley versus Tanaka would be amazing. I got to give it to Finley. As tough as Masato Tanaka is, and he is tougher than uh, what a two-dollar steak is that the is that the phrase? Tougher than a two-dollar steak. I I love Finley, and I think Finley probably matches him uh, toughness for toughness. So Duggan versus Junkyard Dog, Mike Awesome versus Terry Gordy, Road Warrior Hawk versus Finley. Mwah. Mwah. Loving life right now. Two more opening round matches. Rick Steiner versus Yokozuna. Uh, take me right back to 94? 93? Maybe it was 93. The 93 Survivor Series. Luger the Steiners, and the Bulldog versus 
Yokozuna, Ludwig Borga, uh, Jacques Rougeau, and someone else that I'm feeling bad that I can't remember. It's either 93 or 94. Yeah, it's 94. No, 93. Um, Tatanka. I forgot about Tatanka. Wasn't the Bulldog. Um, yeah. You know, my first Survivor Series. I can imagine the, the the cartoon drawings of these guys carving a turkey. Yokozuna's got chopsticks. Um, for some reason, Crush was in there. I can't remember. Oh, and it was Taker. Where was Tatanka? So it was Luger, the Steiners, and the Undertaker. Yes, because it set up Taker versus Yoko. Now I'm remembering. Versus the foreign fanatics of Crush, Jacques Rougeau, Ludwig Borga, and Yokozuna. So, what happened here? <laughs> Let's take a pause. Let's read about this. All right. Da -da 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 -da. Main event. Yep. It was supposed to be Luger, Tonka, and the St Luger, Tatanka, and the Steiners. Versus Yoko, Borga, and the Quebecers. Um... Let's see here. Yep, yep. Two-year winning streak. Borga ended the winning streak. Ah, Borga and Yoko attack Tatanka, so Tatanka's out. They get to take her to replace him, which, again, sets up 94's Royal Rumble casket match. Taker goes through. Now we've got the thing where Brian Lee shows up. Um, and then Luger wrestles Pierre. Pierre is fake injured, and they go with Crush. Uh... I'm not sure why that happened, besides maybe that Yogiko was with Crush. Maybe this was, again, starting to set the seed for Randy Savage versus Crush at Mania. Can I tell you, if you go back and watch that match, Randy Savage versus Crush at WrestleMania is, is an underrated match. It's, I think it's real good, but maybe that was because it was early. So either way, the point I'm making with this Steiner-Yokozuna-Hoss fight is that it stems to me that takes me back to that match my first survivor series um both tough yoko again is a hoss he's a hoss in the widest possible i love yokozuna we all know this it's got to be steiner right as tough as yoko was and he was super tough it's a steiner and it's rick steiner He's been kidnapped by Joe Gacy Steiner. Last matchup. Biggie. I'm not making this up. I want to stress to you that this is all legit. The opening round matchup is the match that Biggie himself has wanted for so long. Big E versus Goldberg. Big E versus Goldberg. Opening round of the threes. What, what a great time. What a wonderful, wonderful day this is. To be able to spend it with you. I hope you're well. I hope those you love are doing well. Uh, and to be able to end this fantastic episode with fantastic names... With Biggie versus Goldberg, Biggie just broke his neck and is is I won't say love and life, but was smiling and being like a positivity force on Twitter. I understand now that there are apparently different ways to break your neck, 
some of them not as bad. I've never thought Goldberg was particularly tough. Looked good. You know, again, any wrestler, football player is tough, but we're giving the win to Biggie. I want someone on this quarterfinal who is an active wrestler. <clears throat> so I'm going with Biggie. If you notice, there was a little hiccup there. And by hiccup, I mean just a little bit of a break. Uh, I had food delivered. And as much as I, we all love Mrs. Manson, and we do, uh, my wife's not willing to be on the microphone, and I fully support that. So we took a little bit of a break. Uh, we technically got our opening round done, had some rice, had some beans. Oh, Dexter Loomis is gone. Dexter Loomis is gone. Persia Parati is gone. A bunch of wrestlers I've never heard of. Draco Anthony, whoever that is, is gone. <clears throat> um, Harland. Wow. Harland is gone. Okay. Well, I said I'd check after the first uh, week or so. We're not the first week. The first round or so. And so I did. Harland would qualify as a Haas. Didn't make it into the tournament. He is certainly Haasish. Dexter Loomis uh, ranked 159, 159. Um, Braun Breaker, two spots above. I think we can safely switch that now. So uh, we're making a change. Dexter Loomis will go down to 161. Braun Breaker taking a spot at 159. Still two spots below Mantar because, you know, we're not crazy. All right. Let's reset a bit here. I'm eating a yogurt pop because I want to. Checking Twitter. Uh, yeah, okay. All right. Let's refocus here. Duggan, Junkyard Dog. Amazing. Mike Awesome, Terry Gordy. Fantastic. Hawk versus Finley. Great. Rick Steiner versus Big E. A lot of fun. The yogurt pop has been eaten. Sip of the seltzer. Let's get into the consolation rounds. The Rock versus Keith. No, Brody Lee. Let's make sure we have our Lees right. The Rock versus Brody Lee. We'll go with the Samoan rule on this. We'll give it to The Rock. Uh, Brody Lee being in the top 50, certainly nothing wrong with that. Ken Shamrock versus Keith Lee. I'm going to go with Keith Lee here only because Ken Shamrock really is not sized to be a hoss. Tough for sure. Probably snap Keith Lee's ankle in a, a real fight, but this is a hoss fight. We'll give the win to Keith Lee. Jacob Fatu versus Masato Tanaka. Another fantastic match. The rule I have about the Samoans doesn't work in certain cases. Um, when you're facing a Tongan, for example. But a Japanese deathmatch guy like Masato Tanaka, I also think applies. So we are giving Masato Tanaka the win. And Yokozuna's beating Goldberg. Because he is. Because he is. Our bottom four. Brody Lee versus Ken Shamrock. <sighs> tough, tough, tough. 
I'll go with Shamrock. Jacob Fatu versus Goldberg. I'll go with Fatu. But I'm having Brody Lee beat Goldberg. Goldberg's coming in last on this list. Goldberg at 47. No, 48. Jacob Fatu at 47. No, Brody Lee at 47. I go have food and I get completely distracted. Ken Shamrock versus Jacob Fatu. I'm going to give it to the Samoan. The Samoan rule applies here. Ken Shamrock at 46. Jacob Fatu, <clears throat> who was one of the 16s. He was one of the bottom group, and he makes it to uh, number 45 on our list. Quarterfinals for I'm starting at the bottom and going up because I want to. Uh, Rick Steiner beats a Big E. As much as I love Big E, it's a Steiner. But now we get Big E versus The Rock. So The Rock is wrestling Goldberg, a Steiner, and no, Big E is wrestling Goldberg, a Steiner, and The Rock. Great tournament for him so far in terms of matchups. Road Warrior Hawk versus Fit Finley. The Belfast Bruiser. The Road Warrior is super tough. Super duper tough. No doubt about it. Super duper tough. But Finley is also super duper tough. The man, what was the injury? Get off of Twitter. The man broke his ankle. No, I don't want to look up Finley ankle. Let's see. A life-threatening leg injury during a match. Nick Patrick. Let's see. He almost bled to death. So... Uh, July 99, house show. Finley versus Brian Knobs. Um, cut the back of his leg and he almost bled to death. He almost lost the leg. And then returns to the ring and wrestles for quite a long time. Nick Patrick, who is, ignore the you know, whole NWO thing, um, a, a certainly a voice in the world of wrestling says, Finley is one of the toughest men he knows. That enough for me, I'm sorry, is to give him the win over Road Warrior Hawk. Hawk, no no doubt. We're, we're getting up to the upper, upper echelons here. Finley wins. Finley versus Rick Steiner is our semifinal. Mike Awesome versus Terry Gordy. That's the easiest one. We give that to... We give that to Terry Gordy. We give it to Terry Gordy. So Mike Awesome goes into the Constellations, and his opponent is Masato Tanaka. I didn't do any of this on purpose. None of this was planned. We got Big E versus Goldberg. We got Steiner versus Yoko, which is fine. It's only a thing for me. We get a Duggan JYD quarterfinal. Many of you would think it should be the final. That's a different story. And we get... Masato Tanaka versus Mike Awesome. We're meant to be here right now. You and I, you listening, me sitting here, 5.05, the last Friday in April. This is the fate's way of saying we're doing what we're supposed to be doing. 
I'm so grateful to be here with you. We can put it off no longer. Jim Duggan versus Junkyard Dog. Who's tougher? I don't know. I have no earthly idea. Um, in terms of, you know, the type of things that Junkyard Dog probably had to deal with being an African-American wrestler in the 70s and 80s in the South... That has to lead to a certain level of toughness. But Jim Duggan, probably no slouch either. Um, yeah, like what? I, I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to ask Google, who is tougher, Junkyard Dog or Jim Duggan? I don't expect him to have any... Oh, there's a match. Junkyard Dog and Jim Duggan versus Big John Stud and... Who's the other one? CWA Memphis. NWA TV. And Jim Neidhart. Oh, my God. JYD and Jim Duggan as a tag team versus Big John Stud and Jim Neidhart from November of 83. I'm watching wrestling on, uh, on uh, Peacock from right around that time. Um... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know who's tougher. Um, I'm going to say it's Junkyard Dog. And I think the reason I'm going with that is, again, it's the... It's the... You are you are the black Superman character. You are a popular African-American babyface wrestler in the Mid-South Territory in 70s to 80s. There is a level of toughness that has to come with that. Um, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe Duggan's obviously tougher, but I'm going with JYD. JYD. So we have an old school and then a, an, an also old school, but we have an 80s and a 90s matchup. Not, uh, Junkyard Dog, Terry Gordy, one semifinal. Fit Finley versus Rick Steiner, other final, semifinal. Uh, so that means Duggan is taking on Yokozuna. I vividly remember watching that match when I was a kid. Um, the Rock versus Big E. I'm going with The Rock. Big E is tough, there is no doubt, but him being somewhere in the, the high 40s is, or the low 40s is nothing wrong with that. Keith Lee versus Hawk. That's Road Warrior Hawk. I don't even know what we're doing here. And we get the Big E-Keith Lee matchup which everyone's wanted to see. Continuing that we are destined to just, we are, we are blessed. We are blessed to be here. Uh, Mike Masato Tanaka versus Mike Awesome. Uh, how many times have you watched and enjoyed those matches? I'm going with Tanaka. That's my choice. And then Yokozuna versus Jim Duggan. I'll go with Jim Duggan. Um, despite the fact that Yoko is technically Samoan. I'm giving it to Jim Duggan. Jim Duggan's Bill Watts 80s. You see those sunglasses he used to wear in the 80s? Like, he's got to win. Got to win, got to win, got to win. So, our bottom two, our next group of four. Big E versus Keith Lee. I'm going Big E. I have seen nothing that proves that Keith Lee is tough. He kept taking to Twitter and talking about, oh, wait, I'll tell my story. Wait, I'll tell my story. That doesn't make me feel like you're tough. Uh, Mike Awesome versus Yokozuna. He's Samoan. I'll go with Yoko. 
So Keith Lee versus Mike Awesome. I'm going with uh, Mike Awesome there. Keith Lee's 44. Mike Awesome is 43. And I'll give Yokozuna another win. Big E, 42. Life, the universe, and everything. He's the answer. Big E is our answer, 42. Yokozuna's at 41. Let's do another group. Uh, Road Warrior Hawk beats The Rock. Masato Tanaka versus Jim Duggan. That's one of those matches that they just keep pounding the crap out of each other and no one goes down. I will give it to Duggan. But I don't. I honestly don't know if that's the right answer. Masato Tanaka took some of the most vicious chair shots I've ever seen and didn't drop to Ani. Uh, the Rock versus Masato Tanaka. I got to give it to Tanaka. The Rock's going to come in at 40. The 40th hossiest hoss to have ever hossed, which is t- probably way too high, but that's okay. And Masato Tanaka comes in at 39. Let's check Twitter. Let's take another pause here. Any other interesting information? Um, Dex, nope. Yeah, Dexter Loomis. He was the last one. No big, no big information there. Doot doot. Doot doot. All right. Let's move on. Semi-final. Semi-final, semi-final, semi-final. These are four extremely tough men. We know this. But only two can advance. And to me, to me, the answers are easy. You may feel differently, which is part of the whole fun of it. But these four probably should be in the top 30. Or maybe not. We just have that high quality level of hossy hosses. Uh, Junkyard Dog versus Terry Gordy. I've given it to Bam Bam Gordy. I understand he had his issues. I understand, you know, the, the poor executioner era. But Terry Gordy strikes me when you are teaming with Dr. Death, who we'll get to, in Japan as a miracle violence connect, like, you got to beat him. Sorry, JYD. And then Finley versus Steiner, not just because this whole run with Joe Gacy is kind of, you know, as they talked about on Piece of Business, Rick Steiner should be able to defeat Joe Gacy, Harland, and every one of those Druids. I'm giving it to Finley. Ridiculously tough. So our final is going to be Terry Gordy versus Fit Finley. And again, I I would pay, I got a very nice paycheck today. I would give 10% of it to watch that match if I could get both those guys in their prime. It's a lot of money. Trust me when I say that. Uh, Road Warrior Hawk versus JYD. I don't know. Um, How tough was Junkyard Dog? Single car accident at 45. Just flipping through early things. Ritter with football. 
dog collar, another one bites the dust, electrifying and charismatic wrestlers. None of that is hossy. Oh, brutality. Butch Reed, turned heel, covered the dog in chicken feathers. Brutality, ghetto street fights, dog collar matches. All right. Uh, I'm going to go with Hawk because he's a road warrior. And that's and that's what you do, and then Jim Duggan versus Rick Steiner, same thing. I grew up with Hacksaw Jim Duggan as the dumb, patriotic. He was Lenny from Mice and Men. He was dumb, and he was. You know, he was patriotic, and he swung the thing, and he stuck his tongue out, and he looked like a goober, and he was dumb. That's how he came across to me as a kid. Oh, here's the dumb guy. So to watch him then wrestle and not be a dumb guy and have these fantastic matches, including up to the point where he wrestles Matt Bourne within the last 10 years, and it's one of the weirdest videos you've ever seen in some high school gym, and they're legitimately beating the crap out of each other. Um... But it's a Steiner. But it's a Steiner. I don't know what you do. Uh, I I feel like there are people listening who will who will go to bat for Jim Duggan. I feel like there are people who would understand it's Rick Steiner, and I hope that you understand that this is for me an impossible matchup to call myself. So I've got a quarter. And we debated on a recent episode, I think it was even this past episode, do you flip it onto your hand, do you call it when it hits the ground? I'm flipping a coin for this one, and I shouldn't be because it's, it's, we're this close. I can't think of a time when either of them got like ridiculously hurt in the ring, Steiner injured some people in the ring. Um, heads, it's Duggan. Tails, it's Steiner. Tails, it's Steiner. And the fact that I'm very okay with that uh, clearly means that was the answer I wanted in my heart. Uh, Especially since, had I realized what was about to happen, I would have just picked Rick Steiner right off the bat. A, we get a JYD-Duggan rematch to battle for fifth place, and we get Hawk versus Rick Steiner. We get a Road Warrior versus a Steiner brother in our... Um, consolation final. Um, I gave JYD the win over Jim Duggan. Hold on. I'm thinking of something here. Jim Duggan arrest. Yeah. I seem to recall some sort of... Okay. Let's see here. This is a news article from 1987. Two professional wrestlers have been suspended by the WWF after being charged with drug possession. Hacksaw and Iron Sheik were arrested Tuesday when he saw Hacksaw drinking beer and stopped the car. They found three grams of cocaine. Yep, yep, yep. I feel I thought there was a whole thing with... Hmm. I thought there was a whole thing. Is he one of the ones that threw the thing through the... Uh, or was that Ken Patera and somebody else? Let me just scroll here. 
personal life, Deborah pulled over, yep, yep. So, they get pulled over, Duggan's drunk, the Sheik's high on cocaine. Um, the scandal that erupted, ah, okay, okay. So the scandal that erupted, because this is the 80s, and Duggan and the Sheik are supposed to be feuding with each other, and they're in the car together doing drugs together. So the storyline obviously ends. The Sheik gets released. Wow. And Duggan leaves for a while. Okay. Fair enough. Um, wrestled as the convict in Hawaii under a mask. Interesting. Oh, these things are great. I feel like I could just read the Wikipedia pages on some of these people, and there that would uh, wind up being a podcast in and of itself. Uh, we'll go with JYD again. JYD is going to get uh, the win, so Jim Duggan will be 38th. Junkyard Dog will be 37th. Uh, I'm picking a Steiner. They won my tag team thing. I think I pick a Steiner over Road Warrior Hawk. Hawks at 36. Rick Steiner is at 35. And then we get our final here. We've been all over the place. Terry Gordy versus Fit Finley. I'm doing a quick um, look up at Terry Gordy. I know enough about Fit Finley. All right. Freebirds, Miracle Violence, Many Titles, Early Career... Oh, my goodness. Started wrestling at the age of 14 as Terry Mecca. Unbelievable that you could wrestle at that age. Uh, four consecutive pile drivers to DiBiase. He's taken away in an ambulance. Their um, Freebirds have a falling out. Then they reform. WCCW, All Japan, brief time in WWF, showed up late and drunk. UWF. There is where he gets into uh, issues with Dr. Death, on paper issues. Um, took an overdose of pain medication, slipped into a coma, permanent brain damage, which is tragic. And that happened, yep, then various promotions, Smoky Mountain, he's the executioner, Slam Master J. Okay. No doubt tough, without question, but I... I got to be true to me, and I we I have a much higher respect for Bam Bam Gordy. I look forward to watching more Bam Bam Gordy as I get through the 80s, but I got to give Finley the win. Like, suffered an injury in which he almost died. He's incredibly tough. The matches with Regal, Hornswoggle, making Hornswoggle legitimate. Uh, that's really not the reason. Terry Gordy is number 34. 34 happens to be my favorite number, so good for him. And we are going to have Finley be 33. The threes are done. There are only two more of these episodes left. This one went all over the place. Let's just be honest here. Um, let's be real. I am, I am praying that this all recorded since I took my dinner break. This all recorded and I don't have the weird slow down thing because... If I have to do this all again, I'm going to be very sad. Um, we watched someone from our list get released. Doesn't seem like anything else is happening. Yeah, the, the Red Sox. 
Um, doesn't seem like any other releases are coming. There was plenty. There were 10 of them. Um, but yeah, we've made it. Made it, made it, made it to the final 32. Huge names still on the list. Big, big, big. Uh, leading up to the number ones. And oh my goodness, those number ones. Uh, what will we do? What will we do? You know what we're going to do? We're going to have fun with it. We're going to have fun with it. You may not agree with everything. That's fine. I don't expect you to. In fact, I welcome the, the discussion and the debate. But we're going to have a hell of a time doing these last two episodes of Hoss Fight. I guarantee you that. My name is DC Matthews, at the DC Matthews, and I will see you the next time... <laughs> Some some of the biggest, meatiest men we got going to be slapping that meat.